So, if there's one thing that stands out to me in, in uh, both poets who are reading Tony's uh, work, it is um, their use of truncation. Um, that is to say that there is a way in which the measure of line often exhibits sudden uh, compression. Uh, well, for Karnashvati, this may be a sudden cantering of consonant clusters. Uh, actually, beyond consonant clusters, just sort of sound, sound clusters. Um, for Ricardo Maldonado, this is the uh, insertion of a sentencing, a punctuation that bisects the poem, not to enable a mirror to open, but to flood the poem back, the punctuated stop against itself. Take his recent poem, The Rant, I assume it's recent, um, where he writes, Capitalism is inescapable. There will be time for general infirmity. The first full stop here, inescapable, applies the totalized impossibility of an escape from the line, and yet, time itself can only be amended, not mended, but amended, by the promise of weakness, the incapacity to sentence, but to the sentence within the prophetic and the caring the general disposition and negative gift that is the breath of the lines and jams continuity. These threads of formal slight run through Ricardo's poems and, off and offer correctives to their own prosody, wherein the speed of knowing is linked inextricably to the sight of form. Please welcome Ricardo Maldonado to... Hi, it's really a pleasure to be here. Let me just start with the timer. Um, I will be reading uh, a translation and then um, from the Spanish. I'll read the Spanish and the English, and then I'll read some of my poems. Uh, for a copy of the translation, so you can stop at the table before you head out and purchase a copy, uh, thanks to Unnameable Books. Uh, and uh, also thanks to the Poetry Project for hosting me. This is really a, well, a dream come true, but I know that sounds like a cliche, but this feels like a home for many of us, um, and it's great to finally be here. Um, this poem is by Dina Piera di Donato, and the book is Colaterales, or Collateral, oh. in Spanish. Los expertos en rayos X infrarrojos de las galerías que encuentran en el siglo un nuevo dibujo de Da Vinci debajo de la Madonna de las Rocas. Fue un momento extraordinario cuando, alumbrando el rostro de la Virgen, inmediatamente vimos una mano que no tenía cabida en la pieza original, en un comentario de la estudiosa para el diario británico The Guardian. Cuando estamos más o menos sobrios, el primero de julio, la BBC juega con el arrepentimiento del artista. Revelemos a una mujer arrodillada con un brazo extendido. Anuda la cuerda, son las últimas líneas humanas. Los curadores son convocados de urgencia, Las galerías huelen el mercado, olisquean a los artistas, les ofrecen su puesto en esta muerte, que hay que ganársela como se gana una vida, al aire perfumado del verano. ¿Lo tomas o lo dejas? This century, gallery experts discover, with the use of infrared cameras, a new sketch by Da Vinci, beneath the Madonna of the Rocks. Quote, it was an extraordinary moment when we shone the camera on the Madonna's face and instantly we saw a hand which had no place there, end quote. Statement made by a female expert to the British Daily, The Guardian. When we are more or less sober, the 1st of July, the BBC flirts with the artist's regret, thus reveal a woman on her knees with her arm extended, prompting a beginning, these are the last of human lines, Curators are called in urgently, 
The galleries carry the fragrance of the market, sniffing at the artist, offering them a post in this death that must be earned as we earn life. By summer's perfumed air, you take it or you leave it. Now on to my work. Entry level. Last week's probable and I am left at a loss for someone else's alon. It seems days were stripped of kindness or set with careless economy. The store's absent of clerks and signs of utility, court obsolescence by night. Here with the job description, enough now, let go, enter Oldsmobiles in the rain. America, America. In interiors by nightline, excuse me, America, America. In interiors by nightlight and by our own admission, we levitate. It is our birthright. Suppose the cargo was brought for our welfare, a kind of instruction toward ill, produce we could not afford, an attempt to recover the economy of youth, thoughts about the climate and the waste of our prose. There were trees the storm had preserved, fathers unmannered at the effort, our theater confused the gods. We observed the trees. We never knew the fluttering made them distinct. Mid-year review. My life, in which I dispose of recovery with the pretense of wholesomeness in the last of my clean underwear, would have wanted me, but I had the need for my name and episodes of sentiment. While the job people while the young changed with the future of impure habits. And I would too, with incurred courage, I could find in myself today. My life is ready for loyalty and solicitation as it listens, as a republic phrase with jackpacks and adventures in order. So um, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, so once in a while my Spanish will assert itself. So. Let's say instead of saying Yankees, I will say Yankees, stuff like that. So it's a different why, uh, why sound. Um, I want to read some newer work. Um, well, before that, I think I'm going to read the, the Rent, which was the poem Judah um, referenced. The Rent. The potatoes on the plate are symbols for an emotion. We prosper beyond our vision for the life assignment and guided by mailings, we thumb through invitations to experience digestion's early victory over pleasant chlorination. Otherwise, distance remains unclear. The bridges signal to our city's execution. Capitalism is inescapable. There will be time for general infirmity. A light for the times is available inside with currency for transport. Exit with the body, which is a reference to um, Richard III, uh, or rather, uh, I stole the title from, from it. Exit with the body, dangerous thing urging remorse, enters with its two minds and offends with talk of oversight. One, keep out of all cities. Two, raid the costume shop marvelously for Clarence's head. Three, speak seditiously in society. I pull my verdicts and revelations from Life magazine, 
along with the erotic histories of the West. Otherwise, I wouldn't expect the world would be ringing me because I'm a Latinist with cerulean crayons, which enforce my selfishness against those for whom I was having feelings today with my butane flame. I am sure the internet has the answer to this stupendous mystery, as well as desired sexual viewings, the basis for oratory, and infringe upon the ceremonious and traditional grossness of age. Put the utensils in the sink. A fish dressed in newspaper burns blue in my reply, and my two quietly listening minds hush, feeling constantly nostalgic for the world. I've read this short poem here before, uh, but as part of the New Year's New Year's uh, New Year's Day uh, marathon, uh, so it's wonderful to read it on a Monday night. <laughs> Lay away. First, we attended, then acquiesced to the crimes of disloyalty in slack exchanges. Look, my life is not what I like it to be. This year, mornings imply an act of bravery. <clears throat> we are figuring what it might be like to live with intimates and conflicts of size. Look, the window displays are changing. We could prove what we have yet to disprove. All the males have made it and move on in the city's red gloss. Now, um, Alonso Quijano, the protagonist of the novel. On the table, a dull reed would set to the gloss tubers on a dish's flat half. Unfettered wealth one yields to with a tide of urine in the morning. The concentrate of suppressed lymph trickled down to residue by saturated map, the terrarium of private observation. My thoughts crowd with the accidents of friction while furiously contemplating 300 channels or so, scratchy gray. My humanity determined as though we were in the vegetable world, acquiesces thus with emotions for the gymnastic soul, exacting a philosophy for a world of sense. Nothing went gone and it was awful in a peculiar way to myself, though an accurate taste impoverishes the mouth summons the memory of exile my homeland my homeland my homeland pushes towards the congestion of muscle and the division of time throbbing with ill spirit in each cell thieving mineral of the sources of ardor calling only to one's own as though it were a matter of a body to a body i have felt the mouth and the heart fresh with fatigue warming the hands one comes suddenly to fear more than East would, a force exerted out of need for contact and a whistling in the left ear. A match struck to zero in mind's death, smoke the nostrils could distinguish. White-shirted and provided with one's animal suffering, one goes out to meet it, somewhat suddenly, just past the breaking. Now the uh, last two poems I will read. Take your title from uh, songs from the 80s. It's part of a new project uh, I'm working on. So I'm hoping this project will yield more, but who, who can't say? Um, uh, girl, you better try to have fun. Girl, you better try to have fun. A 
heart's pithy ventriloquies absurd. A pink bin set equiangularly on a sidewalk in Brooklyn. Lately one can see whomever one chooses and seek quarters for bread in the flat taste of water. No, one world, one's world must be peopled asthmatically, and so much is asked on unfeeling. A, strike, a stark frame moves close to pittance. His force in dependency closes my hand, making some practicable change as end to moderation. Be thou assured, one has to turn back, no matter what you do. Some boys take a beautiful girl. The eyes bristle by the basin mirror with a three-day murderous dry mouth, a tight heart flushed and carnadine by a youth's apothecary and a sepulcher of muscle. Brave sufferance, O oh purse, O oh simmer in the dash of wine, come home intact. When the morning's over to lay one's affection one cannot covet life for a lack of want, an obesity of loneliness, to find so much to do, so much to walk and keep for the Republic. I have three minutes left, so I can read one short poem. Take five. Take five? Take seven. I need to figure out what I've read. Okay. Uh, this is uh, part of a series that, again, I started, but I never actually ended. It's, it was a series of uh, book reports on things that were books and things that were not books. Um, including deodorant, for example, and um, TV. I just so this is one that stayed. It's a book report on Camus. Uh, Camus, uh, he uh, So I'm going to read that, and uh, that will be it. My book report on Latranger and history, in which memory is cursed with my affairs and irrational fears. We were popular with men we had always known. Light strikes to my white tennis shorts and life feels life in a city for each still visible and waiting. This is the 21st century. We never leave when life is elsewhere. The clemency of men disappears and the light leaves tarring the roofs. Thank you. What is uh, important to me? Not uh, much, not all, but much, uh, because as I'm a strict formalist. Uh, much of what is most important to me about Karani Shvati's work is the way that it forms circuits of, of um, not just consonants, but vowels too, of, of sound, sound circuits, um, uh, that allow the poems um, to float uh, just above the space, in a sort of, uh, above the page, in a sort of um, reciprocal sound space of the resonant line. That the line presents itself in print is to uh, sound the set as seen as sight might meet sight at this oxidation of speech in print in tumble, she writes. The birthmark of one twin and the seizure in the prefix of the other god seeing it expand in her eyes. Ah, they built an electric arc, like the instep of Rosanna over the desert that was their sage. Twinning these voices in the desert as electric arcs are to counterpoint and count the choral vocables from articulated weight, opening the mouth to time speech, which is born on and born from sight and sound, the synesthetic tie of the electromagnetics of the poem do persist and tie us to its speech. Please welcome Farnoosh Vadi to the Poetry Project.
is one of the core texts of, of Buddhism, and um, part of the reason why it's such an important scripture is because of Huineng, the sixth patriarch, of, sixth and last patriarch of Zen slash Chan Buddhism. Um, and the reason why, so it's so important because of him, and particularly because of the experience he had with the Diamond Sutra as a child. So to tell you a little bit about him and his experience of the Diamond Sutra as a kid, um, he was seven years old and he was illiterate and uh, raised by a single mom in poverty in China around six, I want to say like 685, 87, um, common era. And um, he, uh, you know, he, he um, would help raise money or, you know, for for his mom by selling wood. So he would chop wood and sell it. And so at the age of seven, he went to go sell his wood just like he normally does on any um, given day. So he'd go to the marketplace and he was carrying his bundles of wood and you know how it's very crowded. Kind of like, I feel like this all this jostling is sort of, is um, really uh, part of what, what this is about is the, the jostling of the subway and, and uh, he was small and he had his bundle of wood and um, he overheard as he was in, amidst this din he overheard for the first time four lines from the Diamond Sutra. And they were, do not dwell upon colors and bring forth that mind. Do not dwell upon phenomena of sight, of sound, smell, or touch and bring forth that mind. Dwell on nothing and bring forth that mind. And when he heard that last line, dwell on nothing and bring forth that mind, he was enlightened. And, um, Supposedly, he stood there until sunrise, and like, oh, the marketplace had been broken down and taken away. He was just still standing there, frozen with his wood in his arms. And so, at that young age, he, he basically, for the rest of his life, dedicated himself to developing a school called the School of Sudden Enlightenment um, in Buddhism. And, and that's basically that, you know, it can happen at any time. It can happen to anyone, regardless of their pedigree, you know, socioeconomic, uh, regardless of their age, you know, whether you can read, whether you can't. Um, uh, and especially for those who um, are childlike or open um, in their sort of experience. So, um, so that's that. That's the story. And um, the way that this this particular text is chanted, it's pretty long. It's like I don't know, thirty pages or something. Everyone gets a copy um, in the temple when it's time to chant it. And instead of the traditional way of reading, everyone sort of reading at the same time, um, people are instructed to turn to any random point and read out loud um, to themselves and to not stick to sort of one order, but just to jump around in the text. 
And there are different ideas of why people approach it that way. And one of them is, it's such a long text and we only have a certain amount of time at service to chant these texts. So if everyone reads part of it at the same time, then it'll, we'll, we'll get through all of it together in that short time. Which is kind of a hui Nang style of reading. This, you know, like understanding is not something that necessarily happens you know, um, in a monk's cell, um, you know, through a particular kind of thinking or study. Um, and then the other interpretation, which is, is the inter my interpretation, is that it also um, is meant to recreate the experience of the marketplace and the din and, and um, of the different sounds and, and that kind of multi-vocal uh, and multi-angle or whatever, whatever Judah said, that he said the word, I think. Um, <laughs> um, experience. So, so what we're going to do, if you are amenable, um, is that we I'll, I'll 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 play a bell, and then as soon as you hear the bell, you start reading loud to yourself um, any of these poems, and uh, you I would encourage you to uh, jump around the text. Um, that means within a poem, and also within. The, the, the poems as a collection. And just the only thing is just, just read loud to yourself and don't stop until you hear the bell. And when you hear the finishing bell, um, don't just stop right, you know, right where you are. Finish whatever stanza you have so there will be um, an effect of that. Uh, whatever stanza you're reading or poem you're reading. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. And I'd encourage you to move around, you know, jostle gently. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, we'll do that for about five minutes and see how that goes. Okay. So, it's a, the starting bell is kind of a, a rippling sound, and then there's a bing at the end. Okay? Let's see if this works. Was that yelled the bing? Yeah. So, sorry, 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 sorry. What will come to my door with the Thank you. 
Empire's excuse for the table, too, so that we see mystery
distinct, built with openly identical hands. Hair blew into my mouth when I laughed, an angle where briefly the gold mimesis of inedible worms was hid. A rifle of Aristophanes, a butt of Rilke, the mane of Rintra, all kept under the drum pillow, bluff grass while dribbling clouds roll. This mirror deprives the face of love. The earliness of the bird that told me, in my red-faced dynamism, a categorical uprising sun. New mobilities, suit up in armor of birds, stand and test, the shield of the heart is the heart. Beak, open and close, open and close, I count two points of an ungorgeable star. This one is a pressed seat, nun's buns. Butterflies in a gag of buns, in a cool stream, ganging in one sleeve, finely dusted and paper thin, still on the tailor's mannequin. Tiny black threads show, conservatively snipped. We must be quiet, not helix any wind. There are so many soldered pins. Four brown wings titter under some dead leaves tutelage and not stop. Now into a clearing they go to spindle in the sun with the mutts. The tree that follows in mercy, in clear blood falls. The waiter that slides beneath with crisp cuffs. 
Now we must think of everything, the lunar calendar stippled in their trim. Mustn't baby fatten even a tick of volume. My whole happiness rises on one breath, on a tossed plate and flashing its hills and garnishes of bilge. Heroics. It balls all heads to one capital, birth. Who cares if its freedom is ugly? All are bleeding. Thus is a standard almost cruel to hold up, except that you, by one factory, neither man nor woman, upheld it, sucking, hands to head, hands to head, protection's cloud. It rotates to an ornate tiff, an element of children wound to yourself, carved with golden rolls. They shift, hem excrement and sour stilts, slow, like a walk along the shelves. On one shelf sits a face pocked with soil, now goldenrod, pivot to a will. They ring on every tear, just like that, the rainbow's clot of what I've seen. Cred to the bun you are building to index force where a great white flies. <coughs> Home state. What will come so soon to my door with a dandelion for a knob? When asleep from all sides, I am a horse about to be braided, asleep in the shattered pajamas of man. I sat by the pea, a world in the moss. The sun rose, the day was toast. It began, lit down, with running the soft moss out of question and stirring the good walls in to where I sat. One still ties his hat to a worm from his home state. Few affections I've left, he said, a breath perfectly folded, though that, to some of my peers, is the crop of pure pacing. A glass elevator stalls at the groin, a horizon falls like a tree into place. But if I think of everything I cannot hate, if I think of everything I know there is an evil, trees of a clearing, small of a base. Um, maybe I'll just read one more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, approaching a dry whale. Into the eve of the beach, the sun's cane pokes the eye of the whale. Set sail, set sail. Once I was excused from the table, too. My talons sunk the wood to love. See that happy stray? His tail is never far from his ribs. That is how hunger comes so close to education. Oh, for a word on your knees to bounce young, young rays. The infrangible is flocking to our head, those words to which we ran and then from hid. Here come the wives with sheep in their ears. One stands sick on silver heels, like a question unasked, a question that asks too much. And all they say, we follow the crashes from shore to shore. Everything that breaks of terror breaks and is whole again, never to become like once loves become acquaintances, truly erect hardware in a dune. Thank you. Thank you.